Are you curious what it takes to scale your offer from an $18,000 launch to a $5.9 million launch in just five years? Today, I am sitting down with my friend and mentor, James Wedmore, and we are talking just about that and so much more because he's a little chatty. So stay tuned. I'm Jess. After launching dozens of courses and generating multiple six figures in revenue online, I have learned the right and wrong way to launch an online course. And in the last two years, I have helped my friends and clients generate more revenue with less stress using my aligned launch formula. On this podcast, I'm sharing with you my simple strategies and systems so you can make more money online and make a bigger impact on the world. Keep listening for the Launch Fix Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Launch Fix Podcast. My name is Jess and I am so excited to produce this episode for you today. I sat down with my friend and mentor, James Wedmore, and we had a really amazing conversation about launching, about team building, about scaling, and all of the things in between. Now, if you don't know who James is, he is an eight-figure business owner in the online course space, and he has a signature program called Business by Design, where he teaches people how to create and launch and scale their offers, as well as grow the team and the business systems to make it all possible. I found James two years ago in 2019 when I was at a really low point in my business. I had been taking all the courses and doing all the things and working all of the time and trying really, 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 really hard to be successful. And I was kind of, I had hit my first $10,000 month. I had an offer that I felt pretty good about, but there was something missing. I felt like I was starting every single month at zero, feeling like I had to sell that $10,000 again, and I had no leverage in my business. And so when I learned about his program, Business by Design, and how he helps people create more scalable systems and create better businesses, I knew that's what I needed to do. So I joined the program in... I think it was August of 2019, and that's when everything shifted for me. I am so grateful to have been in his group coaching program, The Next Level. I was brought on last year as a coach for him. We've become friends along the process, and I actually just saw him a couple weeks before this aired while I was out in Sedona. And so I'm really grateful that we had the chance to sit down, have this conversation, and really talk about the lessons and the things that he went through on his way to scaling his offer to what last year's launch was $5.9 million. And so you may hear that number and think, oh my God, that's so out of reach. But something we talk about is how when he first opened it up in 2016, it was an $18,000 launch. And that's probably something that feels more familiar to you. So how do you go from $18,000 to $5.9 million in just five years? That's what I'm excited to sit down with him and tell you all about. So stay tuned, and I hope that you enjoy this episode, and here is James Wedmore. Hey, thank you so much for joining me today, James. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Jess, I'm here. You're here. I made it. You did. I'm so grateful. Of course. So I've been working with you as my mentor for two years now, which is crazy. 
Care Bear Jess. Yes. It's gone so Mm -hmm. fast. We've both grown so much. I know. I'm so excited to have you and to talk launching, which is one of my favorite things. So I'm so happy that's one of your favorite things to talk about because, you know, there's a lot of people that like hate it, right? Oh, yeah. Like most people. I hate hate launching. (laughs) People look at me like I'm a weirdo that I like it. Right. Well, you know, they're missing out. Let me tell you. They're missing out. And, and, you know, I, I think it's... If you want, we can always go into that. I think people are just doing some things wrong. Yeah. Some mistakes. And if I were making those mistakes too, I wouldn't like launching, but I love it. I, I, what a blast. It's so fun. It's so beneficial to your audience. It's such a, it's, it's about creating an experience Yeah, and that's a real treasure for your people. Yeah, I totally agree. So one of the things that I want to talk about is the story that you told at BBD live, which sadly was the last one, which was like two years ago, years ago insane, but about how you scaled business by design. So your signature program is business by design. Give the people in case for some reason, they don't know you a little bit of context of like you, your offer, and then we'll go into it. Yeah. It really is like a mega program. Um, and and I always do just like, don't, don't do, don't do it. (laughs) Don't do what I do. Do what I tell you to do. Not what I do because I like, I'm so big on like get specific get very concise, you know, and then here I yeah. am, like, it becomes this like big thing, but, uh, the, the, the shortest version possible is, you know, I built a one plus million dollar a year business on a, a few low price digital products. And it was just unbelievable and, and amazing. And, um, it was around my passion for video. I love making video. And, um, you know, the biggest thing was people kept asking me this, you know, because this is back in like 2011. This is a long time ago. People kept asking me like, how are you doing this? And, um, and so I, I, you know, I'm like, I really want to show people how, how I've done this and, and how we do things a little differently than most. Um, and the more I went into like, what is this program going to be and how are we going to help people with it? And what's really our, our zone of genius with it? I realize there's a lot of people teaching. There's a lot of advice out there that you assume is business advice, but it, it's not business advice at all. It's it's marketing, it's yeah. sales advice, which is so important, and and we teach that as well. But that there's really a lot of people out there that have a following on social media, even if it's like a couple thousand or whatever, and they're doing their thing, and business isn't really giving you what you want. In fact, you probably feel like you're busier and more trapped running a business than working for somebody else. And that's kind of ironic because you're like, I'm going to start a business because it's going to give me freedom. You're like, how's that working for you? So yeah. um, for me, I was I really, there. yeah, m- most people get there. And I think part of it is um, not knowing how to run a business. Uh, so what we wanted to do is help people run the business as well and run it successfully and, um, and, and cover all those important aspects instead of like Instagram strategies or something like that. So the way we looked at that in the nutshell, it really uh, solved that problem internally for me and went on to help a lot of other people is when you start to realize how many moving pieces there are in your business and how many roles there are that exist in your business. Everything from customer support to you know, web design, programming, and you know, who's building that page? Who's sending that email out? Who's writing that copy? Who's designing this thing? You know? And all these pieces that we end up trying to do all of ourselves. We say, my business is my baby and I'm going to do it all myself. And that's, that's, we want to be very careful with that because when your business is your baby, it needs your constant time and attention, right? Yes. And so what we started to say was, 
when you began to put structure, and by structure, I mean systems, processes, the step-by-step SOPs in your business, this is what allows your business to grow up. And uh, so, you know, it's not dependent on you as much. Um, and so today we say that the more structure that you put in your business is the more freedom you get. And so a lot of our program is comprised of not like hundreds and hundreds of training videos that you have to sit down and watch. So by the end of the videos, you know all the things you need to do that you didn't know before that you now still have to go out and do, but rather handing you the execution guides for your next launch, the step-by-step processes for anything from sending out a survey to an email to a piece of content to you know creating yeah. your sales page, et cetera. And that was designed to just you know, be more effective and efficient in the doing of all the pieces so you could stay in the role that your business needs, which is the the CEO role. Yeah. And I love that. When I talk about BBD, I talk about it as like the Encyclopedia Britannica of business. Because like, you're not meant to read it cover to cover. Like that's not what it's meant to be consumed. Yep. It's like, I really want to learn this. Yeah, we've had people come in. It's very interesting. Like the way we designed it is... I'm very blessed that we just kind of found this way to do things that it doesn't really matter where you come in. Mm-hmm. We've had people come in, they're like, that had nothing. I just talked to somebody yesterday who like I had nothing when I joined. In fact, I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not ready. I don't even know a niche. And then I've had people that are seven-figure business owners come in. Yeah. And the the reason we can do that is because there's a lot of people that got to seven figures or six or multiple six or whatever, or any of these, you know, market or math numbers that we talk about. Yeah. Um, but they've produced results, but things aren't working behind the scenes. Right. So it's like, yeah, anyone can like, you know, it's like having a house and it's like some people have a house, but it's really messy. And so those people come in and they clean up the house. They make it more efficient and tidy and feng shui and all that stuff. But some people don't have a house yet. So they're just building the house. But now they're building it for the first time the right way so they don't have to deal with that mess later. And and so people come in and they just like, oh my goodness, he's got an entire process step-by-step for this. We even have a pro... This is a kind of talk about inception here. (laughs) We have a process on how to create processes. You know, here's how to train your team on how, even if it's just one person on your team to create a process so you never have to do it again. Yeah. It's kind of like there's three powerful types of roles in the business uh, in in this highest category to look at for people. There's the role of, here's what I want to have happen. That's you. That should be you. And that's really all you should be doing. Isn't that nice? If you're just like getting up every day and you're like, here's what I want to have happen. Yeah. And then you have someone on your team. And and the quicker we can start to attract a team, the better. Uh, Mm -hmm. I know that's a topic that people you know, steer away from, I get that. But then you want someone on the team that goes, I'm going to make it happen. Yep. So Jess says, James, here's what I want to have happen. And then I come in and I say, I'm going to make that happen. And then the third role is the person that says, and I'm going to make that continue to happen. Mm. So you have you, the idea person, the visionary, the digital CEO, then you have that person that starts to come. And, and it's fine if it's just you right now, but understand that you're doing all three of those things. Yeah. So I, I'm going to make this happen. We're going to do this thing. And then someone has to do that. But then there's a lot of things we need to look at in the business that is like, oh, we just need to maintain that or autopilot that or make that, you know, like posting on Instagram. We just need to have something that's every day or every week or whatever it is. And those reoccurring tasks, those things, we need to start looking at how do we automate that? How do we delegate that? How do we put someone else in place? Because it's so easy today for all of us to get trapped in the doing. 
yes. and and trapped in the lower value activities. It's it really they really are always calling you and distracting you away from where you need to be. Yeah. And um anyways, so I no, go off on tangents, I, Jess. I'm sorry. What? You go on tangents? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, I love that. And it's so interesting that you bring up the team thing because I feel like so I bought BBD when I had just had my first 10K month, but I wanted to like burn it all down. Like I was totally burnt out. I was building a million offers. Like I was doing it all the hardest way possible. And what BBD did was it gave me focus and leverage. And then I was able to scale that. And then I was able to, in the last like three or four months, I've been really building out a team and it's Mm. become my Lego instruction manual for that too. And it's like the investment that keeps on giving. Cause I'm like, yes, I have this process. Yes. I know exactly how to hire a team. I know exactly how to train them. I know exactly how to give them processes because it's already done. Like, right. It's There's a, a great, thing. I, I mean, like we don't need to turn this into a team episode, but, but it's something to look at. It's something important. And I got, I, you know, I figured this out a long time ago when I found my first, um, virtual assistant overseas, when I, mm-hmm. I could, I was living with my parents. I mean, I was broke Yeah. and it was, he was, he's charged me $70 a week to start working for me. I was like, what? And yeah. you start how, like, how is that possible? And then we find out that the U S dollar carries so much more weight in, the, in mm-hmm. the Philippines. And that's their dream. You know, a lot of people like, how could you do that or whatever? And it's like, th- that was Clint. Clint and his entire family still works with us today. That's and like, I mean, he's become, he's just part of the family. And it's just, it's just un- unbelievable. Like we've helped pay for their wedding and wedding gifts and like new computers and all this type of stuff. Yeah. And, but I got, I figured that out back then when I started paying him the money that I had, that's all I could afford. Whoa, I just got a few hours back. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just got a few more hours back. And um, people kind of want to avoid that for several reasons. There's all kinds of stuff and, and we won't go into it here. But, yeah. uh, you know, I like to start, I think it's like one of the first modules of, of BBD is like, you can't do this alone. And wh- why would you want to? Because there really are so many little things that are just like, that's not worth your time. And so yeah. if we ask the question, and we can always relate this all back to a launch specifically. Yeah. What is an hour of your time worth? Most people don't know. And that's mm-hmm. the problem right there. So if you ask, if, this is a simplistic example, but it's a great exercise to take people through if you've never, if you've never taken your I've not, through let's this. do it. But you've done this. I'm sure you've yeah, done this. Yeah, totally. If you guys just identified the amount of money you'd like to make in the business this year, real simple. How much money do you want your, your business to generate? So people set goals. And here's the problem when they set goals. First of all, a lot of people don't like setting goals. They have a weird wonky relationship with goals. And I think a, a part of that has to do with people don't like that feeling of disappointment. The meaning, if they don't hit the, the meaning goal. they put on it when they don't hit the goal and that, that avoidance of those negative, uncomfortable emotions, like I'm a failure. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, when you're going to set a goal, there's two things that we need to like inherently look at. Number one, the only reason something is a goal is because you've never had it before. We don't set goals for things that we already have and we're doing. It's like, if I have a car and I love my car and all that stuff, I don't go like, I have a goal. I'm going to get a car. Like I already have a car. Now you want a different car. You want a fancier car. That's something you don't already have. So there's kind of this overly simplistic, like, duh, but you set a goal for something you don't have. And so then we take that and we go a step further and say, well, the reason you don't have it is because you haven't been doing the actions and doing the right actions and doing the right actions the right way to obtain that goal, which means something's got to change. 
plain and simple. So a lot of people set goals for things that they never have, never created, never achieved, but then don't do anything differently. And then they get disappointed. And I just want to be, what the did you expect? (laughs) What did you expect? You didn't do anything differently. So this is a really simple but powerful exercise to sit there and say, how much money do I want to make this year? And then whatever that number is, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just what you want. And only you can answer that. So let's say someone says $500,000. Divide that number by 2080. Now I'm going to do that because I have my phone here. So we said 500,000 divided by 2080. Now what is 2080? 2080 is the amount of typical working hours. If you work a 40 hour work week and take a few weeks off. So if you want to work less, you want to work more, you're going to need to adjust that number, but that's a good average. That means an hour of your time. This is, this is what it means. It means if you want to make $500,000 a year, what it means is you need to be working on things that only somebody who's paid $240 an hour would work on. Because that's the mm-hmm. answer, 240 But that's not what we're doing, is it? No. We're doing things that someone could be doing for a couple bucks. Yeah. And this is where I love numbers and I love math and how this all relates to a launch. Uh, because launches, it's, it's about being run by the numbers. Yeah. The numbers will tell you the story the true story, your, your emotions will lead you astray mm-hmm. because thought precedes emotion. Yeah. So where you put your attention on and the thoughts you begin to think will begin to, your emotions will follow. And so your thoughts are what are deceiving us. Like we say things like, oh, I don't feel like that did very good. I feel like they yeah. didn't like it. I, I felt like that was a bad launch. You know, but what do the numbers tell us? And so when we use numbers, that's going to guide us so much more. So yeah, you go look at your business, you look at your to-do list and it's really simple. You want to make $500,000. It doesn't matter what you made the year before because the past is the past and it's irrelevant. You start to go, here's what's on my to-do list today. Is this something that a $240 an hour person would do or not? And it's unbelievably simple. Start to understand that if you need to make more money, the employee mindset says, work longer, work harder. The entrepreneur says, work on higher value activities, let go of the lower stuff. And they end up working less hours. Mm -hmm. Whoa. The employee has to expend more to make more. And the entrepreneur simply has to provide more value. And that can mean working way less. That's so exciting. So, so that's, a, that's a huge piece yeah. to look at is know your hourly wage. Yeah. Know what is an hour of time was worth to you. Now we start to translate that into a launch and we can start to look at like, so what are the highest value activities? What should mm-hmm. you be focusing on launch? And what are the first things that need to go, right? Yeah. And if you can take that into a launch and, and this changes everything and start to say like, we want to do a $500,000 launch. How would a $500,000 launch run? What, what needs to be different in the five? Those questions, those qualitative questions, those yes. guiding questions will give you so much clarity and you will start to change the way you're doing things because you've been asking new, better questions. Yes. I love that. Let's go back to, I had something else I wanted to add, but we can add it later. Sure. But let's go back to really like the first time that you launched BBD. So like you had grown this audience and grown this knowing 
as a video marketing expert. And you were like, you know what? I need to teach people how to, people are asking, they want to know how to run the business side of it. So you started that off with a beta launch, right? And I've actually watched the video for that, like where you were calling it. As in a a Captain America shirt. It's so good. It's so good with like all the movie posters around you. There's a fire set. So let's (laughs) talk about the journey that that offer went from like that first beta test to what was it? Almost a $5 million launch last year. No, almost a 6 million. Almost 6 million. Yeah. That's amazing. That nuts. Yeah, that's that nuts. 5.9. I think it was, I don't know. Is it ridiculous? Yeah. That is ridiculous. <sighs> so ridiculous. Okay. So it actually started way before that. Um, okay. While I was doing the, the YouTube and video stuff, a few clients were, or people were coming to me and saying, can I hire you one-on-one to just show me how to do what you've done? And I was really resi- uh, hesitant at first, and uh, but I took a few people on, and it was like, whoa! Like they were getting unbelievable results. Like one person, this was amazing. Um, they did, they weren't generating any revenue at all in their business. They were zero dollars, and they had retired from their job with eighteen months of savings, and they got six months left. Mm. And uh, they did their first like thirty two thousand dollars in forty five days from us working wow. together. And then went on and hit six figures that year. So I kept having a few clients like that. So I started a mastermind. I just wanted to like get a group of people together and it got 12 people together. And I just started teaching them what I knew in person. So that's how it started. It was like, I didn't have to create any content, like just, Hey, let's meet up and we're going to, you know, do this thing. And what started happening is I was just kind of coaching them and telling them what to do. And they, uh, they started having questions. I was like, well, okay, so here's what you, I want you to do. I want you to do your webinar, but I want you to do, and they're like, that James, this is kind of embarrassing, but what's a webinar? <laughs> I, and I was like, oh, dang. Um, okay. So what I started to do was compile everything that I was doing and the processes and the execution guides that we already had in our business. And I started giving it to them. And they started, oh my goodness, you just gave me the complete, this is like the Lego instruction manual for how to run a webinar and how to do my law. I just need to follow the steps. And it was helpful to them. And so I was like, oh, I think I got something here. You know, I think this is what we're going we're gonna to do. And so I started thinking of like, okay, so where, where do I go from here? And that video that you saw was me posting a video to my audience saying, here's the results I've gotten. I'd like to show you how I did it so you can do it too. And it was an application to join. And you had to make a video. And we had like 330 videos submitted. And I was only choosing a handful. And um, that first like beta launch thing was $18,000. That's it. That's all we made. And and, I mean, I'm Mm -hmm. not saying that that's it in a negative way. I'm just saying like that's where it started. So to go from like 6 million to start at 18. But I was beta testing it. And it was just, I said, we're just going to get on webinars. Yeah. Every week. And I'm just going to like answer questions and talk through some topics and help you. And, um, that was the beginning of it. And, um, that was, that was the spring. So that would have been like March. And then I think I launched the first time sometime in the middle of summer. And, uh, so we put it all together and all this jazz and we did the first, we, I made a video series and it ended up doing $500,000. That was, that was amazing. But there was this like, ah, there's so much missing. Like this should be so much bigger and better. Um, and then it became a journey of, okay, how do we take this? We ha- we're we onto something and something's like beginning to work. 
and how yeah. do we how do we go to the moon with this? So, but that's that's where it all all started. Yeah, and how many times have you launched it since that initial like beta um, test launch? I don't know. That was two six twenty sixteen. I want to guess nine times. Okay. Um, that was twenty sixteen, and I think I launched it twice there, and then twice in twenty seventeen, twice in twenty eighteen, once in twenty nineteen. Uh, twenty. Yeah, once in yeah. twenty, and then this year. So eight, maybe eight, nine times. Yeah. Yeah, eight or nine times. If you did yeah. the math right. And did you, did you drastically change the launch time after time or kind of what was the process Mm. of looking at that? Well, I'm never a person for drastic. I don't Mm -hmm. do drastic. Um, I really don't. Uh, I I, I think that's an important piece of advice too. I tell people, you know, it's like my rule of thumb is like momentum is your best friend. Consistency. You know, these Mm -hmm. things are boring. You know, the discipline of consistency. These things aren't sexy. This is not what you want to do, right? You're like, I want to, I just want to do this today. And, but we're very disciplined. And, and, and so there was that consistent, let's do it again. And we never changed more than two to three things anytime because you start changing everything. You don't really know what's causing what anymore. Right. You get very confused. And then you're, then the numbers, are going to deceive you too. Cause you just, how do you track all those things? So we were very subtle in our changing in our evolution, but the most drastic change happened in, in, um, probably like two years into it where I like triple down on the message and changed from these three videos of me just like standing there. Hi, I'm James to, these episodic videos, which was really awesome and fun is we decided to go, here's all these people doing these three part videos. Why are people doing three, three 25 minute videos? And it's the age of Netflix. And I had just Mm -hmm. watched stranger things. Uh, actually stranger things season two was coming out on Netflix and I loved how they were promoting it. And I loved the whole energy behind it. It was like, it's coming, it's coming. And then boom, the whole season's there and you could binge it. Now this has been become very like normalized. But, yeah. you know, back in the day... You it was not then. No, you don't watch an episode of Friends and then you got to wait a week for the next episode. You know what I mean? Like, are all of mm-hmm. it lost? Oh my gosh. That yeah. show, I would like wait every Wednesday night to watch another episode, right? For like six years. And then you find out the show's gone off <laughs> one day. But that's a different story. So uh, I wanted to do something like that. This episodic, binge-worthy thing. So we created eight episodes, nine, ten minutes each. You just mm-hmm. binge the whole thing and, and, and then put high quality edutainment process into it where we're tripling down on the message, uh, really getting impactful with what we want to say, what we want to communicate, what we want to teach and making it very high quality, very entertaining. I mean, I spent seven months making these videos. What a yeah. blast. And we put that out there and it was a different experience for people. It was new. It was different. And the messaging had increased so much. And I think that first launch we did, I don't actually remember anymore. I have it all written down somewhere, but it's been years. Yeah. But it Ask was Jilly. Like, yeah, exactly. It was a it was over a million, maybe two. Mm-hmm. But it was it was that big jump. It was that yeah. big, big jump. And um, and then that was a big change. And then what we do now is every time we're just consistently continuing to improve the messaging, 
And another aspect of it is improve the offer itself. So the offer is where, you know me, I talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. The offer is where I love to spend a lot of time, a lot of work on it. How do I improve it, add on it? And one of our little secrets to success is when I'm improving the offer, what that means is how do I make it more irresistible? How do I provide more value? And how do I communicate that value? And so one of the things that I'm constantly doing is not trying to add value by adding more content or more videos or more training. I look for adding value in unique ways, different ways. So for example, a huge thing that changed was when we started to bring on coaches. And when we brought on a team of coaches to support you through it, um, there was more value added without this feeling of, oh, more stuff I have to learn. It's like, no, no, no. I'm just giving you more things. It doesn't require more of you. You know, if I say, hey, I've in, uh, this year I'm adding 37 new videos that are an hour long each. There's a party that's like, uh, that, how does that help me? You know? Yeah. But if I said, hey, now you're going to work with a team of coaches through the program who's going to support you every step of the way. Then I say, oh, and every week there's an office hours call with coaches that you can come in and get your questions answered. And then I start to say, oh, and every week I'm going to do a call and I'm going to walk you through a series of training and exercise every week for eight weeks. Notice these things start to add the value to it. Yeah. Oh, and I've got a cool calculator that helps you figure out your launch. Oh, and I've got a step-by-step process I just added on how to do this promotion that can generate revenue in 48 hours. You just follow these 17 steps. I'm looking for ways constantly to add value to the offer without it meaning here's more hours you have to sit in front of your computer and learning. That's, that's what we're really a huge emphasis on is, is we get people into the doing. We get people into the action. We get people to actually pull the trigger and launch because the only way you can use the program is by putting it into action. There's a yeah. lot of people that think they're working because they watch 100 videos. That's preparing you to do the work, but you're not actually going to get results until you're taking those actions. Yeah, absolutely. And it's in the doing that you actually do the learning. Like you can, mm-hmm. and you use this example a lot about like swimming. Like, sure, you can watch a million videos about swimming, but yeah. until you throw yourself into a pool, do you really know how to swim? I mean, I'll push you in. Please. <laughs> I saw you push Brandon in. Like, I yeah. trust you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, that's, but that's what we do. Like, we have a student yeah. right now that was on one of our lives. And, you know, when there's all these people watching mm-hmm. and you start to see, for some people, there's they we get in our head. I just said, okay, so when are you launching? You know, and now when she has to publicly declare her launch date and uh, and commit to it, there's no yeah. backing out. And she she did it. Yeah. But she admitted there's so many times I wanted to quit, but because I knew you guys were all watching me, I knew I couldn't quit. That's the thing. Like I'm one of my, you know, secrets. I'm very self disciplined and committed. And, and, and I never need accountability. Mm-hmm. Accountability is great, but I never needed it. If I told my like self-integrity, if I told right. myself I'm going to do something, I, I do it. I hold myself accountable. Uh, I think that's a very important quality to practice and, 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 and grow. And a lot of people do. They like, I need more accountability. I need more accountability. And it's like, no, you don't. You need more integrity. You need to honor your word to yourself. You need to do what you say you're going to do or stop saying it. Stop throwing your word around like it doesn't mean anything. And um, if you're just, if the only way you can be successful is if a bunch of people do hold you to the fire, then what happens when they're gone? What happens when they're, when it's just you alone in the room? So that's great to have accountability, 
that's fine. But when you can develop that level yourself, that's that's the level of mastery and discipline, and that's super important. But we, you know, we will we'll throw, we'll throw our students, we'll push them into the deep end because what this individual who's going through this right now, and it's hard, you know, she's like, mm-hmm. oh, no one signed up, and da 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 da. She's it's like her first launch, and it's it's it isn't about getting the result. The win is that I did it. That's what yeah. people have to get. The first win is that you did it. So, you know, you gotta you gotta jump, or I'll push you. Um, and then once she goes through it, just like you said, she'll have the experience. So she's like, Oh, I can do that again. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was. It wasn't Mm -hmm. as scary as I thought it was going to be. I, no one reached through the computer screen and punched me in the face, you know, which is honestly like the fear is so real. We kind of think our life is going to be in danger from it. So none of that happens. And, and then next time she'll, she'll be like, Oh, I I got this. I can do this. This is fine. I, you know, and that's the whole point, you know? Yeah. Um, no, no one's ever like, even with our execution guides, like you're never going to be fully prepared for it. So I don't think that's the right aim for people. It's like, well, I don't think I'm ready yet. I'm not fully prepared. It's like you never will be, but here's all it takes really at the end of the day. And this is a launch to find. This is how I define a launch. A launch is the free experience for your audience that includes an offer and a deadline. You know, that's really it. We could do mm-hmm. we could we could do a launch right now in the next 10 minutes. We could just uh, create some free content right now, like we are. Mm-hmm. And then we can make an offer. And the offer is the ask. It's like a RSVP to a party. So when you think about making the offer to your to join your stuff, you want to think about it the way you would create an RSVP or the way you'd at, invite your friends to a party. You want your friends there. So you want to, and they're like, ooh, I don't know. I'm really busy and I'm a huge introvert. And you say, come on, it's going to be amazing. There's going to be so much food. And, you know, Jess is going to be there. And, you know, she's like the life of the party. So it's going to be such a great night. And I got a magician. Magician's coming. We got ice sculptures. We're going to do the ice luge where you pour the booze down the thing. And, you you know, you have that whole thing. And, and you know, you're selling it to them. It's like, I want you there. And this is going to be amazing. And and they start to see, that. okay, wow. It's like, so are you in? RSVP, mm-hmm. yes. You know, are you in or not? And we do this all the time. But your offer is the same way. It really is. It's the invite, the RSVP to this awesome party. And then there's like, oh, but you know, the party's next week. So I need to know by Friday. So I know what to, what to order. And they go, you know what? Uh, I'm busy. I can't do it. Hey, totally get it. No worries. You don't, you don't go curl up in a ball and die because someone already had plans. And, um, you don't make it mean anything about you. Like, oh my God, they all hate me. They hate me because in first grade, you know, they all went to Cindy's birthday instead of mine and I'm still, you know, living from that. So yeah, I mean, a lot of confronting stuff's going to come up for all of us. <laughs> Cindy. Um, Cindy. Cindy! But, um, <laughs> you know, uh, a lot of confronting stuff's going to come up yeah. for all of us. That's totally normal. You're human. Congratulations. You're alive. But it really is as simple as that. It's like, I'm going to offer something for free. It's a free experience. I'm going to have some fun. And then just like a taste t- tester at the mall, the food court, and they give you mm-hmm. a little, you want a little taste before you come eat at Panda Express. And you're like, ew, Panda Express. That's gross. <laughs> but um, it's like sugar chicken. Ew. Um, <laughs> but it's like, here's this free stuff. Yeah. And, um, and now I've got something for you. The rest and, of the uh, chicken. The rest of the chicken. You want the rest of my sugar chicken? Here's here's what it'll do for you, and here and here's how to get it. And uh, we'll need to know by Friday midnight. You know, yeah. um, and that's really as simple as it is. We've we did a promotion, no Facebook ads, 
Mm-hmm. Nothing. Where it was an email to a, I don't know, 15 minute video, 20 minute video, and then a sales page. And we did $320,000 with that. And people go, oh yeah, but you got a big list. I'm like, okay, fine. And $320,000 is a lot of fucking money. Yeah. That's a lot of money for yeah. an email to a video to a sales page. And I'm, are you not, you're saying because you don't have as big of an audience as me that you couldn't write an email to a right. little training video to a sales page and not make $5,000 and that'd be freaking awesome. It's not yeah. worth it to you to write an email to a training video to a sales page and make five grand. You know what yeah. I mean? 10 grand, even a thousand dollars. Yeah. 200. Right. $200. It's an email. It's an email, right? And, and so who cares what the size of my yeah. audience is? It did really well. And you'd be stoked with, I mean, I am stoked because I am stoked with that. If we did that and, and made $2,000, like, sweet, awesome, yeah. great. We're helping somebody. We're making money. We get to stay in business. We get to help more people. That's fantastic. And it wasn't a huge launch. So when yeah. we think about launch, this is why I'm bringing this all up is it's full circle to this like, oh, launches are heavy. And mm-hmm. you, know, you talk about PTLD, right? Well, yeah. launches... Uh, can be any shape and size. Yeah. It's just free content, an offer, and a deadline. And you can invent your own launch style, which was what we did with the videos, the Netflix style eight-part episodic videos. We wanted mm-hmm. we wanted to just disrupt things and do it differently. Yeah. I love that. So one of the things that we had talked about a little bit was like the emotions around the outcome of your launch. And this is a lesson that I talk about a lot. Like Emotions are not a great indicator of success or failure. And like the data is what's important and really helping yeah. people get out of that belief system. And it's funny because I, I have to learn things like I have to go through things to learn things mm-hmm. apparently. And Always. I learned this lesson in such a powerful way. Last summer, you may remember I was shooting for a seven figure launch and I like my cart was open and I felt like I've never felt so shitty in a launch before. And like, yeah the launch was going fine, but I knew that I wasn't going to make a million dollars because like the numbers didn't add up. And I just meaning making machine over here, like just complete funk city. Ended the launch at $70,000. And I felt like it was a failure. And then I was Mm -hmm. like, check yourself, O'Connell. Like you just made (laughs) $70,000 and you felt like crap about it the whole time. And that was really the universe showing me like your emotions are not an indicator of success. Look at the numbers. Right. Because, and people, people get all kind of like freaked out about that because they're like, no, I have to honor Mm -hmm. my emotions. And like my emotions are real. And it's like, yes. And where, what preceded the emotion and what preceded the emotion was a thought, a story, a a belief, a perspective. A lie. A lie, because the word lie is literally in belief, that's not serving mm-hmm. you. It's not serving you. So I, I, I really witnessed that firsthand when back when I told you I had a couple of one-on-one clients before we launched BBD. This is no joke. I had two clients do $100,000 in their launches. Both made $100,000. One was over the moon ecstatic. The other was like devastated. And mm-hmm. it was like, wow. In the same week, yeah. I'm like, wow, that's interesting. That's really interesting. What, th- let me hear your sp- question specifically because I have so yeah. much I could say yeah. on that. Um, where do you want me to go with that? 
Let's talk about like the importance of a debrief. And I think one of the biggest mistakes I see people making, even in like the BBD group is that they don't think their lunch was big enough. So they don't do the debrief. And it's like, that if is, your lunch had zero sales, the most ridiculous thing. you have to do the debrief. Like if yeah. you feel like your launch failed, you have to do it. You have to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause success is a crappy teacher anyway. So yeah. if you're having that failure, which it becomes so cliche, but you know, the failure really is the prerequisite for success. In other words, like yes. it's part of it. You have to go through it. Sorry to say it. There's no way around it. So just hurry up and fail already. But the, the, the real success is not because you failed, but the choice to learn something from the failure. That's why you failed because yeah. it was something that you needed to learn. And Jess already said it. Wow. I really only learned through the, having to go through it myself. I know experience is the only true teacher. So you don't, you sit on the sidelines your whole life and your whole business. You're not going to learn anything. You don't learn. You don't grow. You don't grow. You don't get the result. So it's in the doing, it's in the failing, it's in the messy, it's in the sloppy and we have to go through it. So here's what it comes down to for me, because Jess, I, I look at a launch as like a performance. Mm-hmm. And to the degree in which you perform is probably to the degree in which the launches will perform. So it's tied to you. And so much of that performance is an internal performance. It's a, it's a mental game. Um, when you show up, if we think of this like a Broadway play or musical, and you show up and you step out on that stage behind the curtain, and you're full of fear and you're just nervous, you don't think the audience feels that? Mm-hmm. You don't think they get a sense of that? You don't think they can see that? And you think that gets people to want to buy from you and work with you and oh wow i love how nervous and scared and <laughs> man, she doesn't have any confidence but let's let's work with her you know i want to give her my money so it's affecting more and you think you're hiding it but you're not you're right. not we've all been on a webinar and seen someone that was like a little desperate a little pushy a little come on a little too strong and ugh, and that needy energy pushes you away mhm so this is, it's so important. It's such a mental game. It doesn't guarantee, like I've had people say, I don't get it. I was happy and, and like t- completely <laughs> detached to my launch and it didn't work. I don't get it. That it doesn't cause it. It's a prerequisite for it. There's yeah. a big difference. So it means it's, it's, it's a necessary aspect. It's like we all need apples in an apple pie, but just having apples doesn't guarantee you're going to have an apple pie. You need other stuff too, right? So mm-hmm. it's an essential ingredient. And so it comes down to where you place your attention. That's it. So where's your attention? So the moment we have a goal, like I want to do a seven-figure launch, your, your attention needs to completely move away from it. Because the reason that Jess felt the way she did is because she, she wasn't, her attention was not on the 70,000. It was on the gap between 70 and a million. And that's mm-hmm. a big, that's a big ass gap. And that's going to make anybody feel like crap. Yeah. And those are real emotions, but your attention is on, I wanted a million and I got 70. That's such a difference. That's over 900,000 off. What was I thinking? Notice how it just kind of creates more of that nonsense. Yeah. What was I thinking? What an a-hole I was to even consider that. What? Wow. I was way, I suck at this. I'm so stupid. You know? Yeah. And the spiral we go down versus, versus the moment you create that goal, you say, okay, I want a million dollar launch. So now we have to move our attention. The Mm -hmm. first place we move our attention is how do we, how do you run a a million dollar launch? How is one show up for a million dollar launch? How do I do things differently in a million dollar launch? What would a million dollar launch look like? 
and you live in that question, you operate from that question. And if you do that enough, so I had someone come to me and they, they said, James, you, you, um, you said your goal was 10 million, but you didn't hit 10 million. How do you face that yourself and, and with your team so they don't start to feel like they're like on a losing team with pipe dreams? And I said, oh, you think the goal was 10 million? The goal was to run a $10 million launch. And that's exactly what we did. Every huh. single member of our team can look at ourselves and say, did we run that launch like a $10 million launch? You freaking betcha. And then the chips lie where they, they will, where they may. And so we have to understand the difference between what's within our control and what's beyond our control. And no matter how amazing of an offer you get, no matter how amazing you get at being a personal brand, an influencer, a copywriter, a salesperson, whatever, it's still 100% up to that complete stranger and their thoughts and their decisions to pull out that credit card and give you money. You have no control over that. You cannot control someone's thinking. Yeah, we can influence and we can invite, but it's up to them. So when you put your identity, your worth, your emotions, your mind into the hands of someone else that you have no control over, you're constantly at the mercy of the external and you're going to feel little control. But when we bring it back to what is within our control, then we're going to see where our power lies. We're going to say, I showed up and did everything I could to show up as a million dollar launch. And part of what's showing up for a million dollar launch was to show up every day and be of service speak from the highest level of value that I know how to serve at the 1000%. Did I do my best? Did I push myself to be even better than I was last time? Did I do everything I could to let go of things I shouldn't be doing and focus more on what I should? Did we show up in a higher level of impeccability than we ever have before that is towards moving in the direction of a million dollar launch? And you either did or you didn't. And when we do that, we say, yeah, we really did. Then we won. We reached our goal. And the chips fall where they lie, or however the saying goes. Mm -hmm. And people are going to do what they're going to do. But did I do my part? And, yeah. I, and, and, and can I go to bed at night being proud and content with what I did? And as long as you keep your attention on the part that you have control over, you can avoid PTLD. You can avoid launch freefall. Right, because that's a real thing. Mm -hmm. um, launch free fall is um, mismanaged expectation. Yes, completely. That's all it is. That's yeah. all it is. Uh, I expected it to go like this, and it didn't. Well, live your or life isn't currently, or isn't yet, or isn't right now in this moment at this point in time. Mm -hmm. So, so it, you drop expectations, you're going to end so much suff unnecessary suffering in your life. Don't have any expectations. So, yeah. really, when we show up, I go, "How can I serve?" How can I put my best stuff out there? What do people need to hear from me right now? And I just pour my heart into whatever it is. This episode, I'm not sitting here going, I hope I'm doing a good enough job for Jess. I hope enough people compliment me or follow me or buy my stuff or whatever. It's just, there's a, and you, you practice this and it's a discipline. This is, mm -hmm. this is the internal of it. And this is so much more important than the latest TikTok, Instagram thing or whatever. <laughs> but, um, which I always love to joke at, um, this is, where's is my heart right now? Yeah. And 
how can I show up and make a difference for somebody? What is it that someone may need to hear right now? One person. And did I, did I provide that? Did I, did I provide it succinctly? Did I just provide that in a way that someone will get it, that it will change someone's life, that will make a difference? And if the answer is yes, then I've done my part and that's all I can do. Now, I still, you know, you still make a sale, you make an offer, but not everyone mm-hmm. is the right fit for your offer. And then it's not a right time for everybody. And don't worry, you'll get them eventually. But that's all you can do is make the invite. And then it's yeah. up to them anyways. So do your part and people will do theirs and stay on your part. Does it, you know what I mean? You know what I mean by yeah. that? It's like, just stay there on your part and let people, people are going to do what they're going to do. And then that is what it is. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I, I hope that it explains it because that's going to help people get their mind right about this. No, that was awesome. And I really loved how you brought up the $10 million launch goal and having only an almost $6 million launch. Like I think that there's failure. So many people would make that mean, oh, well, he didn't hit his goal. Like that very rude question that that person asked about your team (laughs) being on a failing team. But I think that we make it mean so many things and you're completely right. Like, no, you didn't have a $10 million outcome, but you ran a $10 million launch. Right. And it's so funny because I mean, yeah, go ahead. I I think I'm thinking about changing my sign over here, which I've had behind me forever. It says my success is inevitable Mm -hmm. and I want to change it to my failure is inevitable Mm. because ultimately your failure is the way to success. You would not have a $10 million launch if you didn't have a $6 million launch first, because you have to set the goal to get anywhere close to the goal. And if you're not willing to set the goal, you're never going to do what it takes to make it happen. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it really is. It's as simple as that. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So tell us a little bit more about the next launch of Business by Design. It's coming up soon and you're doing something new, which I'm very excited for. Yeah. We're really excited about this as well. This is a live three-part virtual workshop. We actually have rented out this like amazing studio for it. And, um, you know, like we've been, we've been around a long time and I'm, I'm so grateful for that because it just comes with so much wisdom and experience of all the mistakes and failures I've made. And, um, for, for anybody that, that is either looking to start or already has a digital product business, um, we're going to pull back the curtain and show you how we, how we've done it. This is, the combination, the hybrid of important, essential sales and marketing training for your digital product business, but it bakes in the business aspect of it. Because I think what we're, what we're at right now is a place of people are very like overwhelmed with so much content and to-dos, but don't, aren't equipped with like more of the doing and the performance side of how to execute so we want to give people, and you'll 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 see that being created through the training, of a clear and simple plan, you know, for how to put this business together. We we say to your business is a machine, and there's five gears to the machine. If you're if you're missing just one, you're it's like you're missing an ingredient to the recipe. You know, it's not going to work. We want to give you that clear plan, but we want to show you how to actually get into action with it, and that's where like the processes come in. And so one of the things that we're doing, we're really excited about this year is chances are most people out there don't have a dashboard, so we've created something that's going to be part of this experience called the digital CEO dashboard. And it's a one pager to put your entire business on. Everything that is of utmost importance 
the metrics, the functions, the roles, the targets, all of that on one piece of paper. And when we provide this to our students and our clients, it gives them so much clarity into like, oh, this is what I need to be focusing on. And I haven't been doing this. Oh my goodness, this is an important aspect or I've been spending my time over here. So it gives you the opportunity to be back in the driver's seat of your business. And so together, we're going we're gonna to fill this out. So you're going to be left by the end of this training with whatever that goal is. You know, you want to create the $100,000 business. You want that million dollar business, the 10 million, it doesn't matter. You're going to create the dashboard for that business and you're going to walk away by the end of this training with a very clear uh, purpose, vision, and function of this is my business. This is what I need to focus on every day. This is what I shouldn't be focusing on every day. This is what I need to do to get where I need to go. And then Business by Design is the program that helps, that helps you do that. So it's going to be a blast because a lot of what we love to do is just, um, you know, we do things very differently. So you're going you're gonna to see it's a lot, very counterintuitive, like feels backwards slash approach to, to running things, um, except that it works. So yeah, you guys are going to be in, in for a treat. That sounds amazing. So tell my audience when they can get in on that business dashboard thing and how they can learn more. Yeah. So the first um, training, and obviously they're done live, but we have the, the replays available and stuff, but we hope you'll join us live um, so we can hang out and have some fun, uh, starts June 17th. Uh, so June 17th will be the first of the three-part training. And uh, right there, we work, we kind of work through like how we've structured our company, like what the business model looks like, uh, the role that we fill and, and the functions and, and basically like the, the strategy that you need. Um, from there, the next training, we have a training called Creating Money on Demand. This is really cool. I'll walk you through our process of how we work from the end in mind, from a goal, whether it's a monthly, quarterly, annual goal, and how to create or forge, I love that word, an offer, the price point, the messaging, and the strategy from that so that you'll actually walk away with like, okay, how am I going to get 10000 a month? Where is that coming? What type of offer? How do I position? How do I message that? And how do I put that off there, out there? And how do I create that? And then we'll end the series by breaking down the five gears that we have in our business. It's all you need. And the processes, the step-by-steps for implementing and executing on each of those five gears. This is, uh, this is what we've been able to do and help a lot of people with, whether they're at the stage of like starting or really starting to scale the business. So yeah. I love that. That sounds amazing. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today. Mm. This has been so fun. I'm sad we couldn't do it in person. I know. Next time. But it's all good. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. And I'll see you soon. Take care. You guys, wasn't that an amazing conversation? I am so grateful that he came on the podcast and shared all of those amazing things with us. And I think it's so valuable to see somebody who's on the other side of scaling your offers, somebody who took their launch from that $18,000 mark and has made it into a $6 million plus program in just a few years, if you think about it in the long run. And so that thing we were talking about at the end with that upcoming three-part series workshop thing. I'm so excited to help you get connected to that. The first thing you'll want to do is go to jessoconnell.com slash leads. And this is where you're going to learn even more from James. He's offering a free 
program, a free mini course called First 100 Leads. And it really teaches you the foundation of what he teaches in Business by Design and will help you solidify your messaging so you can attract 100 leads like right away. It's one of the most powerful programs I've ever taken and it's totally free. And you can get access to it at jessoconnell.com forward slash leads and check out the link in the show notes to get access to that. And then definitely stay tuned for that three-part video series um, live workshop thing that he's doing starting on June 17th. So thank you so much for listening and I will see you in my next episode where we're going into another new series. I got so much positive feedback about the last one that we are going into a three-part series all about launch leverage and I cannot wait to share it with you. So thank you so much for listening and I will see you in my next episode. 